Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. (laughs) I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash etm. Go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use code etm for 20% off. Hey friends, Shauna here, and I am so pumped to have Michelle Schneider back on the show, our resident investing guru. She's going to be sharing nine investing megatrends that you need to know for 2020 and a whole lot of investing info to help you know where to put your money next year. 
Millennial Money with Shauna Compton Gaines. It will expand your brain. We've all spent more time with family lately. It can feel like old times, but your mind is on the future too, and what you can do to shape it. At Sandy Spring Bank, we work with clients to help them grow and protect their money with wealth management, trust services, and insurance, so they can enjoy today and ultimately pass along their wealth. We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about your dreams. Visit sandyspringbank.com slash wealth. Wealth and insurance products are not FDIC insured, not guaranteed, and may lose value. You're already one of our biggest fans of the pod, but I want to invite you to go deeper behind the scenes with me every single month. Get all the scoops on what I'm loving, catch up on popular podcast episodes, and check out a video with a money tip in each monthly email delivered straight to your inbox. Plus, since I'm a big fan of having dessert first, I'm going to send you an exclusive bonus podcast episode, five minutes to recite your money mindset when you sign up as an added treat. Head over to mmoneypodcast.com and enter your email address in the box on the homepage to sign up. Again, that's mmoneypodcast.com. I can't wait to see you behind the scenes. You might remember Michelle. She wrote the book, Plant Your Money Tree, and was on an episode earlier this year, one of our most popular episodes. And I shared that I am so in love with her book. In fact, I keep it as one of my staples on my nightstand. And I come back to her book when I need a good investing refresher. Because what I really love about Michelle, and if you listened to the previous episode, I'm sure you got this as well, is that her advice is human. It's easy to understand. She really explains the complex terms of investing, and I think it just makes it a lot more approachable. Even I myself can get lost in all the investing jargon. And so I think of Michelle, kind of like my investing translator. She's like our our big sister, our investing guru. Well, she's back on this episode to talk about some investing megatrends. Think cannabis, Bitcoin, the international markets, streaming services, gold, sugar, and so much more. Basically, if you plan to invest either directly in the stock market or through a 401k, IRA, or Roth, I'm going to give you a gentle nudge to pay attention to Michelle's thoughts on some of these megatrends. So, Mish, I am so excited to have you back on the podcast. You are one of our favorite guests. I still have listeners that email me in about our episode, so it's a pleasure to have you back. Oh, it's such a pleasure to be back, Shauna. And I'm, that's great news. I'm happy to hear it was well-received. Yeah. You know, I think there was just this way that you talk about investing. I know particularly for me, as I mentioned on the episode that we did before, your book, Plant Your Money Tree, and I literally have it on my next to my bed. And occasionally, I'll just pick it up and start reading through it again. But there was just something about that book that was just... It really broke down investing, I think, in a way that I haven't had it broken down to me. And it was like in a language that was really easy to understand. So hats off to you. Well, thanks. Uh, you know, it's the background that I think we talked about last time, the fact that I was in special education and what my specialty was, was rewriting curriculum to make it accessible to everyone. That along with 40 years in the trading business was a good combination for, for getting this to people who ordinarily wouldn't understand. Or, you know, what I like to say, the tech 
technical books that are intimidating or the self-help finance books that are condescending. I want to go right there in the middle between those two. Yeah. And I think that's the feedback I get from, from a lot of listeners is just what resources, what books can I read where, especially if it's a woman, I'm not going to be, you know, condescending. It's not going to be condescending, but also I think investing for a lot of people, even though it's something that we all know that we should be doing, it still feels like Japanese most of the time. You know, we're trying to read like this foreign language and it, it almost feels like a lot of the, publications and things. I mean, there's, there are so many different acronyms and people just really get lost. So I think being able to, that's a real talent to be able to distill something down and just say, Hey, you can, you can totally do this and here's how you do it. Yeah. And actually I'm starting on my second book, which will take it to another level. I think you and I had also talked about my economic modern family characters. Yes. And so this book is really going to focus on them. And what that does is give people a real insight into something that's so obtuse that I never thought about before really until the last several years, which is the cyclicals and the non-cyclicals of the economy. So important because it really helps people then break it down into characters, what should I be watching, what are they doing, and then layer it with the first book, which is what phase are things in, and that really will give them probably more information than any financial planner that I know, and definitely a lot of people who run uh, different types of hedge funds and money market funds. They, They don't have this level of education. But hopefully they'll buy my book. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and of course we're we're getting ready to roll into 2020, which is just a crazy number in its itself, a new decade, and also a election year, which I know is is very interesting. And for for maybe some of the listeners who who haven't been paying attention, although I don't know how we can't pay attention now to whatever's happening in politics, no matter how you feel. But are there things that we should be aware of when it when it comes to an election year and investments, the market, or are those just kind of wise tales? No, I think, well, I, first of all, we're in historical times. And clearly, this administration has taken the helm in a very different way from the simple things like communicating policy over Twitter as opposed to having formal <laughs> announcements. <laughs> and then, Whatever, you know. <laughs> starting a trade war with China, p- potential impe- impeachment, uh, you know, the, the Federal Reserve being pressured by an administration to lower rates to compete with the rest of the world. Um, and all of that is a factor. And then on top of that, oh, by the way, you mentioned the 2020. I I just read somewhere that somebody called it the Roaring Twenties, which is so interesting because we haven't really talked about that in a hundred years. Well, you and I have certainly not talked about it, but people alive from the Twenties, which would be very few, it's an interesting decade to study because it look how it ended in the Roaring Twenties. It went from a time of complete boom to the stock market crash in 1929. Now, I'm not saying that there's necessarily parallels, but there's a few we can draw along the way. So to get back to your question, I think that this is definitely going to be the most predictable thing about 2020 is going to be that it'll be completely unpredictable. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope we don't end uh, the the 
20, 2020s, like we did the 20s, that would certainly be, uh, be very eerie. But I think what you're bringing up is like a really good point. I think that so many of us just kind of like, <clears throat> hold on, sorry, got a cough. Um, I think the point you bring up is just so many of us kind of like go through life, we go through the motions of our of our daily lives. We get up, we go to work, we go work out, we have dinner, we come home, and we don't pay attention really to what's going on in the economy. We may hear news blurbs or we might listen to a podcast about something, but we really don't understand what's going on and how that directly impacts our lives. And I think that it's, you know, if I can use this podcast as anything, it's it's helping people at least be able to pay attention to a few things. What's what's kind of happening in the economy? You you mentioned uh, pressuring the Fed to lower rates, like things like that. I think people don't understand. Well, why is that even important? How does that actually have an impact in my life? And, and very good points because the fact that a the U.S. dollar has been so strong compared to the euro, for example, our interest rates are still higher than most countries. That most countries have already gone to zero rates. So if we follow along, that people really do need to pay attention because with very low rates. Um, a couple of things could happen. Number one is those who have been fed the story of save your money. Well, it could wind up costing you money to put your money in the bank. So then mm. the question becomes is where do I make my money grow? And, you know, if you're buying conventional CDs, for example, as a safe bet, well, you're not getting any interest in that. And in terms of going into bonds, well, that's also could be risky because what could potentially happen is uh, what we call stagflation. And that's kind of what I'm holding my breath for for 2020. And that simply means that the economy stops growing, but inflation starts picking up. Mm, and yeah. if that happens, the dollar drops, the rates drop, the cost, so that, that means you buy less with your dollar and things get way more expensive. And that is probably not a great scenario for most people, but there are ways you can prepare and actually make money off of that in the market. And that's what makes the market so wonderful is that if you know what you're doing and you know what to look at, you can actually at least increase uh, your profits in terms of your own trading accounts or IRA accounts or what have you. Right. So even just having some small awareness of that that trend is happening, you could at least know a few moves you can make with your money, you know, even from just the the minimal understanding of how of how the market works, of how investing works, but being aware of those things can can definitely help you be in a better position for if that does happen. Absolutely. And the millennial generation has never experienced uh, this sort of situation. I mean, certainly have gone through, let's say, the 2008 crash, but everything crashed in yeah. 2008. <laughs> it wasn't like there was something really great to go into. What could happen now is that the commodities, which is still close to a 100-year low compared to equities, in that scenario – Commodities has been out of favor really since the sort of early to mid-90s. That could be something that can really explode. So what I talk to people who are under the age of 40, 40 years ago was the last time when we had any kind of real inflationary environment. So people under the age of 40 have no idea what that looks like. 
basically, the, this, there's a couple of real risks in terms of what's happening in, across the, the world. And that is, since we've managed to piss off China enough, um, <laughs> that they, they have been actually talking a lot to Russia and to India two, you know, big economies, obviously not as big as the United States, but they are talking about partnership economically. And also China, as we know, has been going out to a lot of the world raw material places, like, for example, Jamaica Mm. is uh, something that has a huge uh, Chinese presence now because China has to feed over a billion people. So the fact, and Brazil would be another country that China has been talking to because they're also very rich in raw materials. So essentially what I think people have to watch out for, and I'm certainly not trying to scare anybody, but is if they decide to not price things or, or change the world's reserve currency from the U.S. dollar to something else, that would not be very good for our country. But as I said, traders we look for opportunity in that situation. And that's when you go to the classic inflationary type instruments. Mm, yes. Okay. And so gold, right. which has, has outperformed the market this year and has taken a bit of a breather. So that could be an opportunity. Uh, some of the, the soft commodities, which have already been skyrocketing, for example, coffee has come off the lows. Cocoa has come off the lows. Sugar, which is a very interesting inflationary barometer. And the reason being is because what happens in uh, an inflationary environment, and especially when people need food and it gets very expensive, is they turn to sugary substances to eat. And from a socioeconomic standpoint, poorer people tend to eat more sugar because it's cheaper to right. buy products that have sugar. So all of those things would be things to watch if the dollar declines and there's a race into rates and we start going to zero, even uh, in terms of our own interest rates, even if the dollar doesn't necessarily get hammered by the uh, Chinese government and the Russian government deciding to price in, let's say, the yuan. So that's, that's all something that I'm watching for 2020 is... The Federal Reserve is saying we haven't reached an inflation target, but yet the cost of health care, the cost of food, the cost of pretty much everything for the consumer has gone up. It's just not meeting in the metrics. I mean, today the producer price index came out and it's showing some increase in prices, but nothing compared to what most people are feeling when they go to the store. Wow. Okay. I have a, I have a couple questions. Um, one, so obviously I know you can invest in gold, but some of the other um, staples that you were just talking about, are those things you can invest in? I mean, can you invest in sugar? Absolutely. They're, well, these are the futures markets that we're talking about here. But if futures markets are scary, they do have exchange traded funds for pretty much everything now. So for example, for sugar, they have, it's called cane, literally like cane sugar, C-A-N-E. Mm, yeah. It's an ETF. It trades. It follows the underlying futures market. If you were looking, let's say, at coffee, there is an ETF for that called J-O, Joe, how appropriately named. <laughs> <laughs> if you're looking at some of the agriculturals, there is uh, wheat, which is W-E-A-T. There's corn, which is C-O-R-N. And there's soybeans, which is S-O-Y-B. All of those are housed in an index called the 
DBA, which is the agricultural uh, index for trading the agriculturals. And then you can just simply look at Commodity Research Bureau indices. There's quite a few of those that you can do some, retar- re- excuse me, some research on. All of those would be worthwhile watching, um, besides the fact of looking at gold and silver and gold miners. Uh, those also would be an interesting area to be possibly investing. Hmm, yeah, yeah. And talking about inflation, I mean, obviously, we can't keep pumping up the economy. At some point, something happens. Um, and it feels like we've been doing this for quite some time. But for those listening that maybe are under 40 who have never experienced an inflationary time economy, what are some of the things that uh, we might notice if we were in an inflation time uh like what, how would that impact you directly? Well, as I said, your dollar buys less. And what happens as a result is that it costs you more to buy goods. And that's assuming that goods stay at current level prices. What could easily happen is the cost of goods can rise and your dollar buys less. So those are the kinds of things you want to watch out for. And we're already seeing signs. I mentioned before, like healthcare costs, right. that has gone up tremendously. I know just from our own health insurance, we're paying a good 20 to 30% more than we were paying a year ago. Mm, yeah. So that that's something. So you want to watch food prices especially. And then oil would be another. Now, right now, oil has still re- maintained itself as relatively cheap. Um, and so we've been relatively comfortable. And I think a lot of the uh, inflation metrics are based on oil prices. And that's why they're showing that the Fed's target of 2% inflation, we're well under that. But, you know, that could change at any time, too. I mean, any type of crisis, if you look at a chart of the commodities versus the equities ratio, the times when inflation spiked were always times during crises. Like, so, for example, in 1974, when we had the oil crisis, that ratio spiked. Um, In 2008, when we had the um, mortgage debacle, commodities went up relative. So what kind of crisis could we possibly be facing? Well, one is a lot of people are thinking, well, debt's so high and the interest rate's so low, we're creating a a bubble there. That's one to look for, but that would be maybe longer to take place. Interestingly enough, what the Federal Reserve said yesterday, I don't think I've ever heard the Federal Reserve say anything like this, is that climate change could be the big crisis that we're facing. Really? Yeah. And that's something that I know the millennial generation is very concerned about, and they should be. Mm. Whether politically you want to buy into it or not, it doesn't matter. There are signs all over the world. Look at Venice. Yes. (laughs) Really? That's just one small example. So if climate change takes hold and there's a crisis like that, that's another type of situation where what do people do? They start hoarding things they could eat, hoarding things that they need. That's what they do. They're not going to necessarily go buy the new iPhone in a situation like that. They're going to worry about feeding their families. And so that, those are the kinds of things I'm not necessarily wanting to sound apocalyptic, but those are really what you want to look at for 2020, I believe. And those are things that really, once they get out of control, they're very hard to control. The 
the weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited. And it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. <laughs> I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals. So you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. 
After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. Hey, my name's Otis Gray, host of The Daily Book Club, a daily podcast where I read wonderful old books one chapter at a time. Simple as that. Whether you want to get engaged and lost in a fascinating story that has stood the test of time, or just relax to a good book, listen to The Daily Book Club to get wrapped up or unwind during your day. We'll read classic stories like Pride and Prejudice, The Enchanted April, The Wind in the Willows, beautiful stories all told from start to finish. And you can even do a real book club. Tune into the Daily Book Club Discord and discuss the readings with other book club listeners. However you want to listen, it's your choice. Subscribe to the Daily Book Club on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else. New episodes every single day. So sit back, relax, and get lost in the Daily Book Club. As a Millennial Money listener, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their amazing service. Over the last year, I've become a huge fan of Audible because I can listen to a book anywhere I go, and then I can just pick back up right where I left off. I'm currently reading Atomic Habits by James Clear. Have you heard about this book? It's all about how to build good, strong habits for basically anything you want to achieve in life. Grab your free copy and start reading with me today. To download your free audiobook, again, go to audibletrial.com slash millennialmoney. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash millennialmoney for your free audiobook. Wow, yeah, that's it's it's fascinating to look at something like climate change and take it to sort of an investing uh, eyeball and see how that could impact us. Like thinking about it that way, I think is a really important uh, conversation or at least thought pattern to have. Another thing I wanted to ask you about uh, that I know is kind of this obviously very uh, millennial hip at the moment, but is definitely a, a mega trend is, is cannabis. What is happening when cannabis, as far as investing, I feel like it's popping up everywhere. I've got a lot of listeners' questions about investing in in cannabis-based funds. Like, what's what's going on in that world? Well, we just had a lot of earnings come out in all of the biggest cannabis stocks, Canopy Growth, Tilray, um, and they all got killed. So part of the, I mean, right now, if you look at cannabis and let's just focus on one thing to make it easier. Again, a great ETF name for cannabis, MJ, Mary Jane. There you go. (laughs) That has just gone down to new all time lows. Okay. Today, Mm. as a matter of fact. So that's when I start paying attention because I'm with you. I believe that cannabis is a mega trend, you know, that I'd like to say right now is in diapers. But um, but I really do believe on a, for a couple of reasons that that will change. One is they did a poll. Two out of three Americans are for legalization of marijuana. I mean, some from a population standpoint, right. that's that's huge. The government right now is is and I'm talking the federal government is the thing that's standing in the way. So what happens in the 2020 election will also be interesting. Number three also is if you look at the 30s, 1930s, 
And when we went into uh, sort of the depression and as we were starting to come out of it a little bit, prohibition yes. was reversed in 1933. And even though the stock market conti- continued to really stagnate and didn't really get going until Roosevelt and the Great Deal, um, alcohol stocks went crazy. Because what happens in bad times is people... You know, they want their sugar, they want their alcohol, and they're <laughs> yeah. probably going to want their pot if, you know, if the trend keeps going. So right now there's an interesting level, and that's in MJ. Um, there's a yearly pivot at 17, and interestingly enough, today's low was 17.03. So if you had no investment, if you made an investment in pot this year, you lost money because it's just gone straight down. If you're listening to this and you say, wow, for 2020, I want to make an investment in pop because I believe it's bottomed out, you're in good company. I feel the same way. But you always want to have some kind of a technical situation. So I would say right now, if the pot space through MJ holds 17 and starts to climb back up, you have at least a good number to look at as a risk point. It should hold 17. We want to see it get back through 1750. Um by the time people are hearing this, if it's back through 20, then you know, really, it has bottomed out. So what do you think would happen if it was federally legalized? Do you think these stocks would go crazy in Absolutely. a good way? Okay. Oh, yeah. And also, I don't even think we need full federal legalization. What we really need right now is for the banking regulations to yes. relax. That, that's the big thing. If, if, if they allow for interstate commerce banking, that's almost as good as legalizing it on a federal level. Interesting. Hmm, yeah. So what about some of the other uh, mega trends? Are there any other like big ones out there that uh, we should pay attention to? Well, we, you know, another thing that's going on is um, streaming, video streaming. So like Disney, Yesterday started Disney Plus. I yes. shouldn't say yes. I shouldn't say yes. Let me let, let's okay. let's repeat that because it's not yeah. yesterday by the time. Yeah. So Disney um, went Disney Plus and immediately had a huge surge of subscribers. It's a little bit of a skewed number because that was a free trial for seven days. So the question is how many people maintain the service after the free trial is over. Roku has made a tremendous move up as a result. Netflix actually has fallen because of the fact that they actually still charge more money than, say, Roku and Disney Plus charge as far as their monthly service. But nonetheless, that is a trend that is continuing. People getting their information, not necessarily anymore from television, but from streaming video services. So that would be one to keep an eye on. Would I be investing when these stocks are so rich right now? No. But if we had any kind of correction, then that's something that I would look at. Yeah, I was just on a drive yesterday with my husband and um, there was Disney everywhere. (laughs) Disney 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 signs everywhere. I'm like, wow, we can we cannot go home today without thinking about Disney. It has just been in our face like a million times. (laughs) It's so funny you should say that because I wrote a blog recently that that was all about Disney is everywhere. It really is everywhere. And uh, and Walt Disney once said when he was alive that just remember this all started with a mouse. 
<laughs> that is true, that. right? It did. Yeah, exactly. Um, so when you know we talked about climate change, I mean, obviously that's a mega trend. It's not the best for us in terms of our lifestyle, but it, again could really mean that the future for alternative energy sources, wind and solar, is here to stay. We already know that uh, it has actually become more cost-effective than coal and oil, but it still hasn't really fully caught on, so there's opportunity potentially there. What about some of the uh, alternate currencies like Bitcoin and all of those? I have that, has that market settled down, or what do you think is going to happen there? Well, actually, uh, Bitcoin has been under a lot of pressure. Um, and I think partly is because the dollar has been strong. But I think the main reason really is because people are still super confused as to what to trade to buy Bitcoin. If you go to Coinbase or one of those companies that you sign up for, you give them your credit card and you start buying that way, that feels to me very exposed. As a traditional stock an equity and commodities trader, I want to know something is being regulated. Um, although you don't want too much regulation because that's obviously the whole antithesis of alternative currency. So what I'm waiting for at least is for something to trade like an ETF that I would find reliable. There's only one that I see right now, and that's GBTC. It's a Bitcoin uh, ETF. However, it's over the counter. It's not traded in any of the four indices of the stock market. Once there's an instrument to trade, I believe that that's, yeah, I, I think that that's going to be a huge trend in the future. How long it takes, I have no idea. Interesting. Yeah, for sure. There's, it's just been up and down and backwards and forwards. And I think people like the idea of it, but aren't quite sure yet, uh, you know, what to think about putting their dollars in it. Well, I mean, let's let's you know, let's speculate here. Let's we just talked about what's what's really impeding the cannabis space is is banking regulation. Mm. Well, what if somehow alternative currency became the currency mm. that people go to because there's a way for that to happen? You know, I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm not a person who who can <laughs> really invent something like that. But it certainly sounds to me like if all of a sudden the states got together and were able to come up with some uniform way for cannabis to, to actually be traded in alternative currency. I mean, that could be a, a spark right there. Just, I don't know, thought, random thought that just came into my head. <laughs> you're, you're not spinning your crystal ball there, right? With, <laughs> with what's no. going to happen. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, I'm just curious. So let's say somebody's listening and they primarily are investing in, in mutual funds, maybe ETFs through their 401k, IRA, Roth, and maybe they just haven't really paid attention. You know, they set their funds and however many years ago, maybe it was this year, I don't know. That type of investor, that type of person, what should they know about going in the new year about feeling confident that they can make changes? Or is there like a little cheat sheet you can give investors like that of, of, how they can know whether to make moves or not, or just stay put. Because I, I think there's a lot of confusion over what they should do. Well, yes. And in phases, the, the book that I just wrote uh, on phases is really meant to be a compass, a navigation system for people. And it's got a cheat sheet, by the way, in the back. But essentially, if you look at the weekly charts, 
Since we had the crash at the end of 2018, the market has been, and when I say the market, I mean the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ 100 and the Dow, have been in these big bullish phases. Whereas the modern family that I'm doing the next book on has been struggling, like the small cap stocks and the transportation sector and the brick and mortar sector. So without even having to go into the technical side of what phase are we in, if people just pay attention to those three, forget about everything else, just looking at transportation, the small cap stocks through the Russell 2000, and the brick and mortar retail, not e-commerce, but brick and mortar retail, if they start to fall any further than what they've already fallen, then I think people really need to start paying attention to what's in their 401s and their IRAs and really think about protecting themselves and however that looks. Mm -hmm. And you know, to me, A would be, as I mentioned earlier, is looking at commodities and maybe getting rid of some of those really high fluent stocks that people might be holding. Um, you know, Apple sure had a big run. Can it go up much more? I don't know. But if we start to see any kind of downturn again in those sectors I just mentioned, then I would certainly be protecting my profits in those things and, uh, and, and then see where the money is flowing into, whether it's utilities, whether it's the metals, whether it's the other futures we talked about. Um, the typical safety plays, usually they work. It's just for how long they're going to work. That remains to be seen. Interesting. Yeah, I think that's, that's great advice. So if you could leave us with one tip of maybe how we should be thinking about investing or these me mega trends when it comes to the new year, what would that be? Well, again, let's just repeat. One would be what happens to the U.S. dollar. Two would be what the Federal Reserve does with the interest rates. They, they cut three times this year. Most likely they won't cut again in December, but they could start a round of that as we go into January. What happens with the tariffs? and China is going to be really important. And then, as I mentioned, watch those three sectors, but also watch the gold, the sugar futures. You know, all of this could be really, really interesting. And then as far as other megatrends, even though all these IPOs got killed, I still think that um, another megatrend we haven't talked about is alternative meat products, which oh, is why, yeah, yeah beyond that yes. stock went crazy after the IPO and now is hovering on new lows. Um, that could change um, as people start, especially if the price of meat goes up and, and as, as in, you know, pork and chicken. Uh, and I also think from the climate standpoint, a lot of people feel that it is better for the environment to eat plant-based products as opposed to meat products. I would look at that for sure, as well as something to be into. Um, so there, you know, that, that's a lot. I mean, there's only one last sector that has also been so undervalued that I also think with climate change could emerge and that's 3d printing. I still believe that it hasn't caught on yet, but if houses get destroyed through hurricanes and tornadoes, etc., they can 3d build a house Really? Very, yes. It's a small house, but it's better than living in a box or not having a home at all. They, they, you know, in disaster areas, they could 3D build a home in two to three days. Wow. And they can do it for under $10,000. Oh, my gosh. 
the fact that that hasn't caught on yet is just mind boggling to me. So, but again, it's, you know, it's the new world as opposed to the old world. And, uh, and that's something that your generation needs to pick up the ball on, I think, is really pushing from a political standpoint to, to, to for alternative energy sources and for 3D printing and, um, you know, and for uh, more plant-based diets as opposed to meat diets. All these things I think are really going to be uh, more and more growing as your generation becomes more uh, politically vocal. Yes. And this is where change will be good. <laughs> well, Mish, I, think- I, 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 I love having you on the podcast. I would love for you to tell listeners where they can connect with you and how they could pick up a copy of your book, Plant Your Money Tree. Well, if you go to our website, which is marketgage.com, Right when you go, right when you open up the um, website, there is a banner for the book that comes along with a $97 bonus for free, which is really hearing me describe the phases. So you can get to read about it, plant your money tree, and you can also listen to it. In terms of following me, I am very uh, visible on Twitter, and my Twitter handle is at Market Minute. But I also have a Facebook page page, Mrs. Market Minute Daily. I also am on LinkedIn. I mean, you know, you, it's, it's hard to miss me. Instagram, I'm all over the place. Or you can just email me and that's mish, M-I-S-H at marketgage.com. I think it's so hard to keep up with investing trends. So I love that Michelle just really pinpointed some things to pay attention to. And no matter how you feel about cannabis, and I know there are strong opinions on both sides of the coin there, I have my eye on what these stocks are doing just out of curiosity. I'm just really interested to see where the market goes, especially next year in 2020. And what about streaming services? I feel like we cut cable only to wind up spending more money on all these streaming services, which I kind of think is part of their plan. Maybe it was like this devious plan to get us all to break up with cable only to spend more money on all of these different streaming services. So that's another thing I'm really paying attention to. But I'm curious, what popped out to you in this episode? There was so much. So as I say with everything, take what works for you and just throw out the rest. And here's to wishing us all some seriously good investment success next year. And thanks so much for checking out this episode. We're really trying to change our language around money and help others unlock the lives they want to live. And of course, live it out on purpose. Now that you're part of our movement, it's up to us all to invite others into this journey. So share this episode with someone that you think is really ready to make life changes that they're never going to look back on. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. I'll see you back here in a few days for a brand new one.